Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can save more and spend less, and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our main website, and Clark Deals, if you've never been to ClarkDeals.com, our goal to give you deals that'll really help you stretch every dollar, and coming up later, instead of a Clark Rage, I'm going to go over a lot of the deals that are going to be in place for President's Day weekend. This is a big excuse for retailers to roll out deals, try to get you to spend a little bit of money, and I'm going to tell you some of the highlights of the deals, and of course I have more comprehensive for you on ClarkDeals.com. And later yet, I mentioned to you recently that there's this new crime that appears to be connected to the Equifax breach, where criminals have figured out a way instead of opening accounts as if they're you, to empty accounts that you have as if they're you. And I've come up with some information for you on ways to reduce the chances that somebody will get to your money. And I'm going to talk through that with you just a little later on. Right now, I'm going to infuriate many people and I just want to tell you I don't apologize for it the president has proposed a 25 cent hike in the federal gasoline tax and if you are a longtime listener you are aware that I'm a big fan of what's known as taxing our consumption not our income and every time i talk about why i would want to see a massive increase in what we pay for gasoline and diesel i get a lot of very very angry posts and that's easy to do you just go to clark.com go to clark stinks and post but the president's reasons for this Actually, pretty straightforward and simple. You know, we have a problem in the U.S. where the gas tax hasn't gone up in more than a generation. And inflation since has made the cost of repairing roads roughly triple what it was when the gas tax originally went up more than a generation ago. So uh, you ride around... And a lot of people think about local roads. Those are not paid for by federal gas tax dollars. But you get on interstates and you're going on clonk, 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 all that. I mean, you know, where the pavement is way overdue for repair. And the cost and what it does to our vehicles is ridiculous over time. And we have bridges that grow substandard over time that we're doing what they call in the lingo of the trade deferred maintenance that's when you know something needs to be fixed but you don't have the money to do it and you just close your eyes and hope it's all going to be okay so i believe in spite of how any tax at all infuriates people 
having a tax that the money actually goes to what the tax is being collected for when there's a clear need, which is to improve our transportation infrastructure, I'm a fan of. Now, let me tell you something. I drive an electric car. So you could think, oh, wow. So Clark wants a free ride on me paying gas tax every time I fill up, and he just drives right past the gas station. Well, in my state, anybody with an electric vehicle pays an annual fee that is designed to approximate what gas tax would be. The the state uh, tax writers, though, made a mistake, and I pay three times the tax that somebody with a gas engine vehicle pays at the pump over the course of a year. And that's unfortunate, but the idea of me paying my fair share is what it should be. And so if the feds are going to have some kind of increase in the gas tax, there needs to be a way that I pay my fair share every year in the equivalent of federal gas tax. But we've got to pay for what we use. And right now, we don't in America. So I think the president is 100% right on this. And I know that people are going to scream and yell and holler. But next time you're on the roads, remember, cause and effect. No money available to fix, repair, improve roads. It's because we're not bringing in the money we need to do those things. And remember, just go to Clark.com, go to Clark Stinks, and let me know why you now think of me as a taxaholic. Tim is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tim. Clark, hi. I'm so excited. I've benefited from a lot of your recommendations, so this is so great. Well, thank you, Tim. And you sold your home. Has that been a good event or a bad event? Well, it's under contract. The closing's coming up, and we had high equity just because we bought foreclosed 10 years ago, and the market's done really well. And we actually already bought a new place, Clark, with a low-down payment, 3.4% loan. And so I'll have um, some equity pulled out of the old house. Um, I, I listen to your show, so you know I, I, I know you're going to recommend a Roth 401k, so I'm, I'm definitely going to max out a Roth, excuse me, IRA this year. I've got a 401k going on at work that's doing well, and I also own a rental property. So I'm just trying to find the best use of this money. I'm not a big fan of debt, um, but paying it down just seems like a good option, especially since with the tax law changes this year, um, with a higher standard deduction, there's there's a little less benefit for holding a mortgage interest. So um, just want to know. Yeah, this one's tough because you have you have what I would call good dilemmas in your life. You have minimal debt i'm gathering other than that 3.4 percent mortgage right and that is an incredibly low interest rate over the long haul investing that money in a in a broad stock index fund or a variety of stock funds you're almost certainly over the years even though you could have up and down years you're very likely to well out-earn that 3.4%. However, there's the psychological benefit 
of being mortgage debt free and you know you have the guaranteed return of 3.4 would you are you telling me that you'd really like to extinguish that mortgage debt or pay down an enormous amount of it is that what you're thinking well i think there are benefits on both sides and when i look at making a of investment in a mutual fund or something i just i feel like this stocks right now are are a bit oversold and there's a lot of volatility and it just doesn't seem like the best time to go in but uh i don't know well no you are right the stock market has roughly quadrupled in the last nine years and stocks by normal measurements are overvalued at this point not crazy ridiculous overvalued not speculative overvalued but they're overvalued and there will be corrections there will be bear markets bear market where you lose 20 percent or more and that stuff happens over the normal course of time but if your time that you need to put money aside is long enough it becomes pretty much irrelevant what happens in the shorter term and so when i say long enough that's when you go out past 10 years yeah but uh, part uh, but part of this is psychological too So the money you have that you will get at the closing table, is it enough to zero out that 3.4% mortgage or substantially reduce it? Yeah, very close. It would be down to probably just a couple years left after paying it down. So, So, I mean, you do have, when I I go from this shoulder to the other shoulder, you know, because I really... I'm not ecstatic about you paying off a 3.4. But then when I think about what you could do, and I'm, and you're talking to somebody who is 100% debt-free. I just despise debt. So if you were to say, you know what, I feel most comfortable just wiping out that debt, what you could do moving forward is you make sure you max out Ross every year. And are you married, Tim? Yeah, we're married. No kids yet, but... So your wife can do the full amount into a Roth each year as well. Okay. And so then you wouldn't have to worry if you're putting money in monthly into a Roth or you're putting money in uh, even one chunk a year. You are doing a method called dollar cost averaging. If you just like every month, which is best, like clockwork, you put in the money into the Roth, 450 or whatever it works out to be, and you put that in every month, the market goes down in the short run, it means the next month your money buys you more shares. And it, it yeah. levels out the risk. So if it feels most comfortable to do that, blow out that mortgage and then set yourself on a path where you're putting that money in every single month moving forward that would have gone towards a mortgage, go for it. And congratulations to you on having gone into an extremely tough housing market a decade ago, having the guts to buy a foreclosure, and now you're reaping the benefits of having done that. Rob is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Rob. Hi. Thanks for taking my call, Clark. Certainly, Rob. You want to talk about a teenager? Yes, I do. Uh, I had a situation where she got caught up in a phishing scam. Oh, I'm and sorry. And rendered her social and her birth date and uh, so also a credit card debit card so we canceled that but when I tried to uh, freeze the credit since she's a few months under 18 
uh, the online form restricted you from doing so. It's the craziest thing, and, I, and I've, I've never really understood it. You can, in the states that allow you to freeze a child's credit, you can do so up until their 17th birthday and then not again till they're 18. And I don't know what that gap year is about on why the statutes were written not allowing credit freeze for a child in her, in your case, her 17th year. Right. And she'll so be what, 18 what, when? In a few months, about two months uh, to go. Okay. Uh, so I placed a call to one of the credit bureaus, and they confirmed what I saw online because it goes by your birth date when you try to apply for the credit freeze. Uh, but they didn't offer any solutions other than wait till she turns 18. Which is, which is such a lame answer. And so what you're left with, it's like you put up a security camera and you can watch the burglar come, but you can't prevent the burglary. So right. what I'm going to suggest is that you set up free credit monitoring at both um, Credit Karma and Credit Sesame for her. Okay. And at least that way you'll be able to monitor what's going on. Now, does she have an active credit file? Does it appear she actually has one at this point? No. Okay. So the Credit, credit Karma and Credit Sesame may not show any record for her to be able to monitor her. Okay. So I'm going to give you the most roundabout way to be able to set up credit monitoring for her, and that is to add her as an authorized user on one of your cards. Okay. And that should generate in a few weeks a credit file for her, and then you'd be able to set up the free credit monitoring with both Credit Sesame and Credit Karma. Okay. And I'm going to keep noodling this. And Rob, if I come up with any other ideas, I, in fact, I'm going to go look and see if I've got a better strategy for your daughter at 17 that would help. Because telling you that the credit bureaus are just going to sh you know, shrug their shoulders and that's how it works, that's not a good answer on my part either. So we'll get back with you, Rob, if I have an additional suggestion. Normally at this time, you would be hearing our car courageous moment, but you know, we've got a holiday coming up. Well, some people have the holiday off or President's Day, but it's a big sale weekend and the sales have rolled out already with many more to come in the next 24 hours. And this is kind of a betwixt and between time for people to have any interest in shopping so retailers tend to offer some really good deals to get you in stores. I want to give you an example of the kind of thing that goes on. Best Buy is doing a deal on charging cables for iPhones, and they're $1.99 for the charging cables. And why do they do it? Because they know that Apple customers tend to spend a lot of money on Apple accessories, Apple products, get you in there to buy the cheap cables, and then, well, they hope to sell you other things. What other things? This is a big weekend. 
to clear out the TVs that retailers are stuck with from last season's models. A lot of great deals over this weekend will continually be posted. Here's an example, an off-brand 55-inch 4K, $279 at Walmart. And cruise deals are pretty rare this year. The cruise lines have been doing very well. But there's a cruise line that nobody's really heard of called MSC that has brought a ship uh, into the United States, a brand new ship, and they're offering extremely cheap prices on balcony cabins for seven-night cruises, starting at $539 a person, $99 deposits. Got a full list of deals for you at ClarkDeals.com. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, and I just want to tell you, like my fellow Americans, I've been so upset about the senseless, brutal shootings in Florida, in the Fort Lauderdale metro area, as a parent of three children, you can't help it a moment like that, but to think about your own kids and you give them a tighter hug when you see them. And it, there is always instant analysis after a brutally violent act like what happened in Vegas, this one with the school children and their teachers, and there are no automatic easy answers, and there are things we as Americans will disagree on, but one thing that I think all of us can agree on is the feeling of sadness and grief we have following a brutal, violent attack like this, and it's impossible to understand. I always try to figure out what is in that head of a demented individual or an evil individual or when it's a conspiracy the evil perpetrators and because i just don't think that way i can never come to answers and i just think it's important that we uh, however we handle things whether it's thought or prayer or whatever it is that you take a moment to engage in prayer or whatever is the way that you deal with with a situation like this and take a moment and reflect on the brutality and wish for a speedy recovery of those hurting in hospitals. Uh, when you think in the backdrop of that, what I'm going to talk about right now, which is a really outrageous, terrible problem that's going on with people's finances, it seems trite by comparison but it's really important for you to know that what apparently is one of the side effects of the massive equifax hack is that criminals have figured out a technique to steal the money you have in a bank account brokerage account cds savings accounts retirement account whatever and it involves your cell phone service because so often a financial institution allows you to reset access to an account through your cell phone and they'll using what's known as two-factor authentication they will send you a text to your cell phone and with a one-time use code and then that unlocks the key 
to be able to take over an account if I'm not friend, I'm foe, and then very quickly, within minutes or hours, empty money out of your accounts. So as a result of the Equifax breach, criminals know pretty well what cell phone service you have. They know what financial institutions you do business with. And they've been able to take that information and do something known as SIM hijacking that is uh, they're very well prepared. And what they do is they steal your cell phone service saying they lost their phone or their phone broke or stolen or whatever. And they hijack your service and then within minutes they're able to get those texts with the one-time use codes, gain access to your accounts, and immediately start transferring or withdrawing money. Well, the first line of defense is to be able to prevent a criminal from hijacking your cell phone service. And so it took a little bit of research, but we now have at Clark.com the steps you can go through with the big four cell phone carriers to establish what is not going to be a perfect wall of defense, but one that is a good wall of defense. And generally, the systems work with a secret code that you establish that hopefully the criminals will not have figured out from anything you have. What's very important is that you not use as a pen a pen you have used anywhere else. They use a pen that would not be part of any public record, a combination of digits that would be your birthday, a spouse's birthday, kids' birthdays, something like that. Something unique that's used nowhere else. These are, uh, depending on your cell phone carrier, extremely easy to set up to annoying to set up. But if you were someone sitting with meaningful assets in bank, brokerage, mutual fund, retirement account, any of those categories, please quickly follow our simple guide that will talk you through how to do this with the big four. Now, our second layer, which we'll get to, will be the off-brand cell phone carriers, although the first thing was to go after the biggest market share, which was with the mainline big four carriers. And this is one of those things that I know as I talk about different things with data security and identity theft and all the rest, that a lot of what what I discuss seems like one more thing you want me to do. And I apologize for that. I, I wish there was something like a light switch you could turn on that would eliminate the vulnerabilities we face. And ultimately, that light switch is something that a company you may remember that used to be a really feared company in America that nobody ever mentions anymore, Microsoft. I've been reading in technology articles that Microsoft is close to a replacement for passwords that hopefully will be far more secure than what we do right now with all these usernames and passwords and pen codes and all that. And ultimately, we've got to go to a very different system 
of validating and verifying identity in the United States, and we're just not there yet. And it's not just the U.S. I mean, this is a problem everywhere. But in the meantime, it requires that we go through these housekeeping kind of things, if you will. And this one, of the things I've asked you to do since late summer with the Equifax data breach, this one is relatively easy and painless. Just remember whatever code it is you use. Ben is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ben. Hey, how you doing, Clark? Great, thank you, Ben. Now, you want to talk about a hacking. Yes, correct. What happened? So I use one of the uh, most popular online retailers, but I won't use the name, um, and I noticed that my email had changed, and it was an email I didn't recognize. So I knew I was hacked, so then I started looking into, I was like, oh, no, they probably bought something or stole my credit card info. Uh, but then after I looked into it more, I realized that they hadn't. So then I got really confused, and I was like, well, if they had access, why didn't they do anything? So I started digging into it. Amazon got posted. Oops. Oh, that's okay. I knew you were talking <laughs> about <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> All right. Well, the Amazon uh, customer service got back to me uh, and told me that they couldn't find anything that they did. But it just didn't make sense. So I dug into it more, and I found that my account had made dozens of five-star reviews on several products that I had never purchased. No so way, really, no way. Yeah, so I, I thought back to, you, know, you always talk about be careful with five-star reviews. And I read through all these reviews, and they were all very detailed. I mean, they were definitely done by a real person, or at least a, a very skilled AI. So it definitely made me question uh, reading Amazon reviews or any customer-provided reviews. Wow. So, I mean, there's so much in what you just told me. Who would ever think that somebody would hijack your account just to be able to post phony reviews and that that would be the extent of the um, of the hack and the crime they've committed? And, and as far as what you said about uh, how now it's really hard to trust reviews when you read them, gosh, that that is all in all, that's very frustrating, isn't it? Yes, it is. So uh, did they have at Amazon any sense about how somebody was able to take over your account? They, uh, they said they were going to get back to me, but they still haven't. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, they weren't even aware that they had made comments. So I don't know if that's something that they don't check yet after a hack, um, but that really made me wonder how many other people have been hacked and the comments were still up. Because I ended up emailing them and telling them that the comments were still up. Uh, and so hopefully they'll remove them now. You know, I'm sure that that, that part of Amazon is so short-staffed because it's just a money cost to them. It's not a money maker. And you know Amazon's right. only about making money that they may not ever do anything about it. But reviews are a difficult thing because I've watched my kids. You know, I'm I'm still so into consumer reports and I believe so much in their empirical research and all that but I've noticed my kids don't even seem to know what consumer reports is and they'll look on a site like Amazon or Walmart.com or something like that and they just look at the reviews that people post on something that's how they decide oh that's a good product or that's not a good product or whatever well that's what I've done up until this point so it definitely made me rethink where I get my reviews from 
Well, you know, with as I've talked about with, I do a lot of travel, and when I read reviews on TripAdvisor, I read pages and pages in on reviews when I'm confused whether I should stay at a particular hotel, because right. I just can't read a small sample. And I think the the more you read of reviews, the more likely it is you're going to really have a good sense of the the real deal on a product or a place or a service. But I have never heard anybody tell the story you've told, Ben, of having an account hacked into not for the purpose of stealing a credit card, not for the purpose of buying goods, but simply to put up false reviews. That is an amazing thing. Rob is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Rob. How you doing? Hey, Clark. Doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you. Rob, how can I be of service to you today? Well, Clark, uh, myself and a few business owners uh, in my state have been talking about hiring felons or persons coming out of jail. And the other night you mentioned an organization that's not in my state. And our research has led us to different foundations, different organizations in our state, but they end up charging us, the employers, 16 18 dollars an hour and only paying the worker 8 to $9 an hour. Wow. So they pretend to be um, charities. They pretend to be organizations trying to help criminals reintegrate into society, but actually they're just running a labor pool operation and they're raking off the big portion of the money, taking advantage of the felon and the potential employer. That's correct. That's correct. And the regulation doesn't allow us to give raises without paying more to the organization and different things that don't make sense for the employee. I have never, ever heard of that. I'm, You know, um, with your permission, in my TV work, I'd love to do a story about this because I'm really big on helping to reintegrate people who've done a crime, done their time. I don't want them out there committing more crimes i want them reintegrated as productive citizens supporting themselves and their families and people that would do what you're describing is very disturbing to me absolutely absolutely and these guys in the past i have worked at a company a long time ago that was able to um kind of get a foot in the door and they they tend to be really great employees (laughs) So uh, we wanted to know, we wanted, we wanted to get your advice on how we could uh, kind of get our foot in the door and, and start that, you know, with our companies. Well, okay, you've given me a lot of homework assignments. So <laughs> hang on, Rob. I, I've got to know how to contact you later and get the information on this terrible thing you've told me where they're exploiting the ex-cons and... I'm going to see, since you are of a mind that you'd like to help uh, give these people a chance who've committed a crime, done their time, now they're back out, I want to see that I can help you make that happen. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. 
Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Wow, this is weird. We were just talking with Rob a minute ago, and Rob, you are an employer who has been frustrated in your attempts to try to hire people who have been uh, felons, and I just have found, with the help of my producers, a site called helpforfelons.org, where it looks like with no strings attached, you as an employer can post job openings that... Uh, former convicts can see. Okay. And then there's no third party in the mix or anything like that. It would be up to you to vet the people coming to you. But the the big thing going on in the country, Rob, that you heard me talk about, and I talked uh, heavily about a program in Florida that transitions and trains and screens um, former prisoners and before they transition in the employment workforce, that's the kind of thing we need to do around the country. Absolutely. It's so much cheaper to mend people moving forward than to have the system broken as it is and the recidivism so high. So I commend you for uh, trying to make this happen as an employer. And my pledge to you, Rob, I'm going to continue to look for other resources for employers like-minded as you who would like to provide an opportunity or have had trouble finding reliable, dependable workers. Well, I appreciate that very much. Thank you very much. Sure. And again, we're going to follow up about that organization that's ripping off the employers and the ex-cons with taking most of the money from the hourly wage those workers would be making. And, Joel, I think we have time to sneak in and ask Clark or two here. Yeah, Clark. Kathy wants to know, can medical bills impact your credit score? Yes. Medical bills by themselves do not. Medical collections do. And uh, roughly half of the things that devastate people's credit reports are medical bills that have gone past due. A medical bill by itself has no effect on your credit report or score. It's when it goes stale. All right, and Phil says, Clark, you've said to put do only financial transactions on a Chromebook, and that's all you do. Should I also do my security account information on that Chromebook? Security account information. Social security, sorry. Oh, social security. Yeah, we we had a debate about that. I, I think that's fine to do the social security setup on the Chromebook, and these computers get cheaper and cheaper, now routinely available at right around $100 or so. So it's cheap insurance to segregate out the financial side of your life. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast of our show, I'd love it if you'd subscribe. Whatever your favorite podcast app is, we're pretty much there. And whether you love what you hear from me or hate it, 
take time to write a review. It's how we all learn from each other is from those reviews. 